Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. I won't be long. Um, certainly, we many of us have experienced this particular kind of Sunday that we call Resurrection Sunday. Some people call it Easter Sunday. But in reality, it is a resurrection celebration of this great Savior named Jesus the Christ. And uh, I, I want to... Uh, I want to spend a little time just before I get into some nuggets that I want to share with you. The, the 15th chapter, we're going to spend a reasonable amount of time in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. You perhaps may want to go ahead and turn there and just put your finger. Uh, the 15th chapter of the 1 Corinthians, uh, it shows that without the resurrection of Christ, uh, everything else, as I just mentioned, without the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, everything else, uh, the death, the birth, all the miracles, everything, all of that would be meaningless without uh, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, his death, uh, the price that he paid uh, with, his, with, his, with his death, he, uh, he subtracted our sins from us in his death. Jesus Christ in his death, he subtracted your sins and my sins. But he'd done more than that. I'll go ahead and put nugget number one up, please, for our audience so that we can be on the same page. Nugget number one. Nugget number one. Can you all see it on the screen? Can you all see nugget number one? Okay, I'm looking in the back and I don't, I don't see anything. Go ahead. Ready? Let's read. Say it again. Jesus Christ is the centerpiece of the Christian faith. Who is the centerpiece? Jesus Christ is the centerpiece of our faith. Nugget number two, please. Nugget number two, ready, read. It is this reality. Come on, say it again. Come on, I can't hear you, church. It is this reality that gives meaning to the life of every believer. Boy, that's good news. Nugget number three. In his death, come on. In his death, Jesus Christ, he subtracted our sins. Nugget number four. In his resurrection, he gave us entrance into heaven. Boy, that's good news. Nugget number five. Oh, this is going to get you. The resurrection is not spiritual. Oh, my. The resurrection is not spiritual. It was physical. His physical body. Are you listening to me? The resurrection was not spiritual. It was physical. Oh, God. It was physical. He was physically buried into a tomb. He was physically put into a grave. Are you listening to me? This was physical. He didn't just disappear. Are you listening to me? Jesus did not just disappear. His body was put into a tomb. But on the third day, he got up. 
with all power, with all authority. Glory to God. And when Jesus got up, you got up. You're still sitting there. When Jesus got up, you got up. You're still sitting there. When Jesus got up, we got up. Glory to God. And he, he, he got up with all power in his hand and he gave the church that power and he said to the church now that I've died and I've rose from the grave I've given you a power and authority amen to 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 exercise authority over all demonic forces so there's nothing that can defeat you you cannot be defeated because of resurrection day you cannot be defeated because of resurrection day I don't care what it looks like if it looks like the devil is winning the devil is alive you are to be encouraged today because of resurrection that declares that Jesus is alive and if Jesus is alive then we are alive forevermore glory be to the name of the master. Are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 15? Hallelujah. Please be seated in your houses. I'm enjoying this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Look at verse number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse number 1. And I know a lot of preachers today are going to minister out of the gospel of Matthew 24 and 25 and 26. But I wanted to give it a little bit, a little different twist today because it is so vitally important that we understand that resurrection really and it truly happened. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you of the gospel which I preach to you. This is Paul talking to the church at Corinth, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. Look at verse 2. If you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain, verse 3, for I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again in the third day according to the scriptures. And that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present. But some have fallen asleep. Look at verse 7. After that, he was seen by James, then by the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me. Good God of mercy. He was seen by me also as by one born out of due season. Oh my, this is your due season. As one born out of due season. For I am the least of the apostles. Listen to what Paul was saying. Listen to the humility. Look, look how humble he is having been chosen by God. Look what he says. He says, for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Can you say that this morning? With all of my mistakes, with all of my shortcomings, amen. I am what I am by the grace of God. Good God of mercy. Paul says, I am the least of the apostles. 
He said, I persecuted the church. And even being used to persecute the church, God still chose me. He said, and so when you look at me and you look at my history and you look at my deficiencies even today, he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And that's our testimony today. He says, I am what I am by the grace of God toward me. And look what he says. And his grace toward me was not in vain. I like this. He says, I wasn't worthy. God should have chosen anybody but me. But he chose me. He said, he said, I persecuted the church. And God still chose me. He said, in and of myself, he said, there's nothing I've done to qualify to, to, to walk in this position as an apostle. But God still chose me. Oh, God. In other words, Paul was saying, I wouldn't have chosen me, but God did. He said, God, look at this. He says, he says, I am what I am. And his grace toward me, look what he said. He said, God chose me, but I was in control that now that he chose me, I'm going to make sure that his choosing me would not be in vain. God, you could have chosen anybody, but you chose me. There's a whole lot of folk who qualified more than I qualified, but you chose me. But now that you have chosen me, there's one thing that I'm in control of. And that is in you choosing me, God, I'm going to make sure that it's not in vain. Good God of mercy. And look what Paul says. Look what he says. But I labored... More abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it be, whether it was I or they, so we preach and so you believe. In other words, look what Paul said. God, Paul said, God, now that you've chosen me, I'm going to make sure that your choosing me is not in vain. I know I've done more than everybody else. I've sinned more than everybody else, but I'm going to labor for the things of God like nobody else you've chosen. I've, he said, I labored more than you all. Glory to God forevermore. So this resurrection of Jesus Christ is the centerpiece of Christianity. And we thank God for the kids did something yesterday and maybe they did something in your city. Uh, celebrating, commemorating this day. But the real point of this day is not eggs, it's not jelly beans, and I like both of them. And it's not a bunny, but it's about this man named Jesus who paid an awesome price for your sins. And he paid an awesome price for my sins. I'm trying to relate to Paul in some minute, some small way, in that when he came to the revelation, as much of a sinner as he was, that he came to the revelation that God still chose him. And I thought about how much of a sinner I was. And God still 
chose me. I, I feel some stones coming my way. But, but before you throw another stone, uh, just think for a moment the kind of sinner you were. I, I'm, I'm not talking about the sins that people knew that you were engaging in. I'm talking about your secret stuff. And even with your secret stash, uh, can't get no help on that one. Uh, yeah, God still, he still chose you. And he's choosing somebody today that in spite of your shortcomings, in spite of your failures, he is still today extending his hands of love to you because he paid the price. He paid a price that you couldn't pay, that I couldn't pay. And so we qualify for this life because Jesus paid it all. Can somebody say amen to this truth? <clears throat> say this, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you better believe it. You, you, listen, you, if you're saying you're a Christian, you better believe this because if you don't believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, then everything else is in vain. Him being born and we shout over the birth of Christ. That's wonderful. But his birth didn't save us. Are you listening to me? And he went through all of these different things and, 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 and they crucified him and they killed him. And I'm, that's, that's, that's difficult for us to conceive with our minds. But in and of itself, his death didn't save us. Because if Jesus is still dead, then we're dead. If Jesus did not get up, then you and I have no way of getting up. So when the trumpets sound, the Bible says, and the dead in Christ, we wouldn't have a way to get up if Jesus Christ was still in the grave. But I'm standing today, amen, firm, amen, with my two feet planted on this platform to declare to the world that on the third day this man from Galilee got up Amen. With all power in his hands. And the Bible says that he ascended to the Father and he is seated at the right hand of God forever making intercession for you and I. What am I saying today? He has risen. The Jesus, the Christ, he has risen. What am I saying today? He's not dead. He's alive. He's alive. Shout hallelujah. He has risen from the grave. It really happened. Go to John real quick. John chapter 19. It really happened. It's not a fairy tale. Hollywood did not invent this story. This story started in heaven. And it ended in heaven. Look at John chapter 19. Just real quick. Look at verse number 5. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns. And the purple robe and Pilate said to him, behold the man. Therefore, when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out saying, crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate said to them, you take him. You, you're the one who got the issue with him. You take him, you crucify him. Why? Because I find no fault in the man. Hallelujah. I got my hand up because I find no fault in the man. 
Then the Jews answered him, we have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, he was the more afraid and went again to the, to the palace and said to Jesus, where are you from? Where, where are you from? He, he, he asked, he said, where are you from? Look, look at this. But Jesus, what did he do? He gave him, no, he didn't say anything. Jesus didn't even open his mouth. Pilate said, where are you from? And Jesus didn't answer him. Get this. Then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? In other words, Pilate saying, I'm a king. And when I say something, you better answer. But what Pilate didn't understand, he was a king talking to the king of kings. Jesus. It was a king talking to a king. And Pilate was insulted. He said, where are you from? And Jesus did not answer him. Look at this. Then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? And Jesus answered. Glory to God. Nothing made him open his mouth until he started lying. Pilate said, you're not talking to me? Don't you know I have the power? I have the power to release you or power to kill you. And Jesus answered, you have no power over me. And the only reason that you're doing what you're doing is because it has been authorized in heaven in my kingdom. And Jesus said, this is your season. This is your time. So shoot your best shot. Good God of mercy. Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. Is is this powerful? So Jesus, this story about resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection, this is a true story. It really happened. He, He really was crucified. He he really died for your sins and my sins. He was literally physically buried into a tomb. But on the third day, this man named Jesus, he got up. And I'll say again in my closing that if Jesus is still dead, then you and I are dead. If the grave still have Jesus bound, then Satan still have you and I bound. But if Jesus 
rose from the grave just like he prophesied he would, just like Isaiah said he would, just like Zechariah said he would, and just like Jesus said he would. He said, you destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up again. And today in Christendom, we celebrate this centerpiece of our faith. And this centerpiece, his name is Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God. And Paul talking to the church at Rome, he says, if you'll believe this truth in your heart and if you'll confess it with your mouth, the Bible says that you will be saved. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.